Hello and welcome to Mental Illness, Mental Brilliance. I am T. Erica, your host, and I am guiding you through an exploration of mental health and personal success. You know, the crazy part of success. How do those people who have those weird quirks, eccentric personalities, and just they're doing the most in life (laughs) people think that they're so off how do they end up becoming what we call legends I like to study those people I like to read about great leaders in history and um, I always think that maybe I can have an impact on the world one day and I really do try I go for it sometimes I fall flat on my face a lot of times I do most of the times nobody even notices (laughs) but I still try I still think I'm capable I still come up with the big ideas I still go for the gusto as though when I put my effort out there it's going to be enough to make a change in the world in the world Craig (laughs) literally I do somehow my mind think that my little small self by myself single black woman no friends, no family around, no money can actually make a difference in this world and make it better. And that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years or more. And I've been creating a lot of content, helping people with their mental health, teaching them how to solve problems and how to stop being held back by their fears. But that's neither here nor there. Because the truth is, I can't keep a job. In the real world, I'm a failure. In the real world, I'm a loser. In the real world, a single woman with no money, no husband, no job, bad breath, is nobody. Because the real world standards are, you must drive the nicest, newest car. You must have the most handsome husband. You must have a big house. You must have a a corner office working for somebody corporation. I remember one guy, he did tell me after years, I haven't seen him in years. In fact, I don't even remember him. Remember his name? I don't think I remember his name then. But he walked up to me on the street when I was doing the Rebuild Your Life project look that up if you haven't already it was an amazing project where I gave away everything that I owned and became homeless on purpose and videotaped the process of losing everything and trying to build back up how do you maintain yourself mentally when you're on the streets when you're in a homeless shelter what do you have to do to get yourself back together again and I interviewed so many different people in various stages of homelessness and I learned a lot about loss it literally changed my life. But during that project, I met a guy, and he just randomly came up to me. I remember you. Of course you remember. You're Tierica. You remember you from high school. Yeah. I thought you was going to be somebody. <laughs> I was like, well, dang. It ain't over. I mean, I, I didn't know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I understand where he came from. Because in high school, I pretty probably had like a really good reputation for somebody who's really, really smart and was really going to go far. And there he saw me looking dirty and dusty sitting on the bus stop, <laughs> 30-something years old. So I can imagine where he come from. I'm sure he wasn't trying to be negative, 
or me. But he, I bet he was shocked. I bet he expected to see me on TV getting awards and just making a difference in the world. Well, I plan to make a difference in the world, and I've been trying. But so far, nobody really watching. But that's okay, because I still keep building. And in the real world, I'm a loser. <laughs> Let me tell you about a recent loss. So, listen to this. Recently... Um, I moved to Fort Lauderdale from Los Angeles after finishing this huge project called the Rebuild Your Life Project Los Angeles. If you haven't heard about it, look it up. It's on YouTube as well. The first project's on YouTube still. You can see me being homeless and stuff. You can see me doing the Los Angeles project. I moved there with less than $200, no friends or family, and no support. I had never even visited there. I just moved there. I let the readers of my blog choose where I would live, and I was teaching them. How to start over in life with nothing. And making videos along the way. And I set goals for myself, which were very hard. And I managed to achieve most of them. But that project ended up lasting six years. And it ended finally this August, where I moved back to Fort Lauderdale. So, whew, I'm back in Fort Lauderdale. Starting my life all over again. Um, trying to do the things that I know how to do. Everyone has a skill set to take care of themselves and my skill set is um, creating income online I'm a blogger I make money through blogging YouTube pays me for my videos I've been doing YouTube for so long they have to pay me by this point or that it's gonna be robbery <laughs> I don't really have a big audience over there but I have so many videos I have to get some income um, I have books I've written many books I get income from that and um, I teach classes. I have an online school. I have an online store. Like, I've set different things up to take care of myself. But it's not consistent income. So, one of the things I learned in L.A., you know, that there's so many different ways to create money in L.A. If you don't have a job in L.A., it's because you don't want one. There's so many ways to make money. So, I tried to bring those skills, <clears throat> excuse me, down to Florida with me. But it's definitely not the same. It's not the same culture. It's not the same kind of environment. And here I need a car. There in LA, I didn't need a car. I could get around and work everywhere. From Anaheim, Pasadena, Santa Monica. I could work everywhere. And I didn't have a car for six years. But here, I need one. And I don't have one <laughs> at this moment. So I've been looking and, and going around and trying to find jobs at hotels at the front desk as, as a server because I have a lot of experience working in the hospitality industry because it's honestly my pleasure. I love to serve. When I was little, I used to imagine that I would be a waitress. And when I became a waitress, finally, when I became an adult, it was like the heavens opened up for me. <laughs> and I remember my mama saying, Tierica, you never complain about this job. What is there to complain about? All night long, I get to flitter and flutter from table to table, getting their drinks, pouring their, their wine, taking their order, making them feel good. And when they walk out, they just like, dang, I'm glad I came. That's really what, that's what I do. That's why I do it. Because if I can change their whole mood and they can walk out that door feeling like I can't wait to feel like this again, that's when I know I did a good job. And of course, the money's pretty good too. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so I've been looking around for hospitality jobs, but every time I go to a job, 
interview, they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I can tell I don't have the job in the job before I leave the interview. I can tell. I don't know what it is about my personality that's not getting me in the door. I don't know what's holding me back. Maybe it's my lack of confidence because I have really bad breath, or so I think. But every time I ask the close friends of mine who spend time with me, do I have breath, bad breath? They say, no, I don't smell anything, which makes me feel like they're lying. But I'm always asking my friends if I get to spend time with someone and they're saying no. But I feel self-conscious that I do. And maybe it's just me being paranoid because I'm a little off sometimes. But anyway, I'm being long-winded because I like telling long, juicy stories. So just relax. Um, well, so I've been looking around for jobs and getting rejected on all the interviews, even though I have a lot of experience. Um, back in L.A., I've served at the Emmys, the Oscars, the ESPYs, like every major event you can think of, I was a server there. I work regularly at different country clubs and different hotels, like hospitals, you name it. I was a part of a staffing agency, and we would be sent out regularly everywhere, and it was awesome. The money was good, and I had fun seeing all kind of new events and new places, and it was great. It was like, it gave me a good reason to get up in the morning and feel good, plus those checks was really nice, too but can't really do that down here without a car. So I was trying to get a regular job. And a um, girlfriend of mine from my undergrad days sent me a message saying, I have a friend, she has a a manager at a restaurant, you know, going on over there and go interview. And I was like, okay. And I went in and I got the job. And I was like, wow. And then I was scared because I haven't worked regularly with anyone like consistently (laughs) like the same person remember I was doing temp work temp work but also you know just staffing but also before that I was a freelance writer writing from home for years for years so it's about 2012 was the last time I had a job job where I went work with the same people consistently that's like six years ago and um, I was nervous about working with a consistent team like that because you know how it is at, at offices or workplaces there's always some kind of ego stuff going on and I don't know how to navigate that sometimes so um, I went and applied for the job of course I got the job and start the training the training is like learning the, the menu trying the food and I'm like, okay. I'm trying my best to remember all the things that they're saying. I'm not a memorizer. The training is also doing shifts with other servers, watching them serve and listening to their language and, and watching what they do. It's a piece of place, to be honest with you guys. So it's not that difficult. <laughs> it's not that serious. They don't even use trays to serve. They serve food in their hands. So, and I've, I've definitely worked so many, I work so many different high-end companies I just was like okay you just gotta reel it back a little bit I reel it back they don't wear ties I was like why would I even wear nothing they don't even wear ties so okay they don't even carry um they don't even carry um what you call those things the bottle openers you know like the wine key or the crummer they don't carry that it's just casual but so I had to kind of tone it back and Followed, I followed the servers. I did what they asked. 
Um, I worked five separate shifts coming in. One one Sunday, I worked two. Sunday morning and Sunday night. Because I wanted to get it over so I can get on the floor and get my own tables and keep my money. Because although I'm shadowing these servers and sometimes serving and letting them watch me, at the end of the day, I don't get to keep any of those tips. They keeping it. <laughs> and I understand it's a part of the game. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. Keep it. So, um, the next part was a test, a written test. And I went in to take mine, you know. And um, I was looking at the test like, I don't remember this. It was all ingredients, like, to the pieces. Make the pieces. Like, what's the crust? What's the... I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I'm not a memorizer in that way. So, I went to the manager at the time because the first people who was training us at first... They left, so we had half, the half training was with one person, then he's gone, and then there's somebody new giving me the test, and I'm like, I don't really know all these answers, I feel like I'm guessing, what should I do? And he said, well, if you don't know those answers, you're not going to be able to serve here. So at that very moment, I'm like, what? I'm never going to learn this. It's been less than a week. Like, I started training on Friday, this was the Monday, or no, the the Wednesday, the next Wednesday after I did my five shift, this is the Wednesday. I'm like, what? And I've been going there every day trying to serve, you know, and get my shifts in. But I was like, I don't know what I, he said. Well, just take a few days, take the menu home and try to memorize. And I'm thinking, there's no way. There's no way I can memorize this menu. I'm not going to. I'm wasting my time. I'm not a memorizer. I, I, I'm starting to freak out internally. So I'm stressed out. I go home and I was like, you know what? All you can do is do your best. It's not like you shirked your responsibility. You didn't show up. Look at the menu. Do your best. Go on in. And that's exactly what I did. I went back in the next day again. And this time the person who was giving me the test wasn't there. It's a whole new person. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. She's like, hi, how you doing? I'm a server just like you. But sometimes I take charge when the managers aren't here. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, I'm really nervous. I'm trying to take this test, but I'm not a memorizer. So I don't know. What do you suggest I do? Because if this is not going to work out, I can respect it. Because I always respect the loss. And she said to me, um, well, don't worry about that. Do your best. Show me what you do know and what you don't know. I'll teach it to you. I said, are you sure? She said, just feeling as much as you do know and what you don't know, we'll go over it. I said okay and I sat there and I did everything I could and I, maybe I'm taking this test too seriously because <laughs> when the guy came in the other guy who was training with me it was just two of us he took the test they didn't even look at it and they let him start serving I'm like what so such a big difference such a big difference but anyway she came back sat there with me for more than one hour reviewing every item on that test that test was like six pages of pieces and salads and 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 stuff and um, <laughs> afterwards, I was like almost brain dead because I don't like sitting still that long. It makes me feel fidgety. And she's like, well, now we're going to go spend some time at the window so you can look at the food and I can teach you the food. I said, well, you know what? I really got to go. And she was like, wait, what about your um, mock, mock service? They wanted me to serve her, pretend to be serving her so she can see how I serve, which I've done before at other restaurants so I wasn't mad but all the other girls would come like what are you doing while I was doing it and I was like we're doing mock service and they were like 
we didn't have to do that. We didn't have to do that. And they were just hired two weeks from before me. And they're all saying they didn't have to do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get it done. Serve her. And at the end, I'm like, okay, how did I do? And she said, um, okay, I think you did fine personality-wise, but you don't know the menu. No, I don't. This has not even been a week since I've been introduced to your restaurant that I've never eaten in. And she said, okay, tomorrow you're on the floor. You'll get a little section and get you started. And I'm like, yes, finally, I get to make some money. Because I've been going there from Friday, that was a Thursday, to Thursday, nearly every single day. And I haven't made any money. So I'm ready to get some tips. The next day I went in, dressed, happy, ready to go. And she's like, okay, today you're going to do another shadow shift. I said, excuse me? I said, but do I get to keep my tips? And she said, no. We're going to pair you with so-and-so. And he's going to watch you the entire night. And I'm like, and he get to keep all the money? And she was like, yeah. And I was so, back at that moment, I was pissed. Because the original requirement was five shifts. Now you're making me do an extra one. Be what? Because you didn't see me do the first one? The, the first five? And my dad horrible of a server. I've served for so much and for so long. And I just was livid at that point. Like, I can't do this. I can't keep proving myself over and over again to every single person in this restaurant. Like, come on. Let me make some money. Let me make just make, let me make some money because I need money. I do need money. Rent had just passed. I thankfully paid my rent. And now I need to make some money. Got on the floor of this guy and he was getting on my nerves so much. Like I walk up to the table and he I'm hey my name is T Erica. Welcome. You know, can I get you started with the drink? Here's an awesome appetizer, my recommendation. And he's interrupting me and talking over me. And to me, that's so disrespectful. I let him finish talking. I walked off and I went in the bathroom because at this point I feel like I'm finna I was gonna cry. Because, like, <laughs> I can't work like this. I can't keep proving myself to these people. I already know how to do this. But it seems like every time you get a job, you just got to prove yourself and prove yourself, prove yourself over and over again. I did it. I came in. I came in five times. I worked a double. I did your test. I came two days in a row to try to do your test. Like, come on. Let me make some money. Let me get some money in my pocket. I just want to go home with some tips. Please, I'm out of money. I'm out of money. I'm paying lift rides to come back and forth to work. Back and forth. Back and forth. $7 each way. Come on. I'm spending money. Let me make some money. And I'm standing in the bathroom, like, looking in the mirror, like, you are not going to cry in the bathroom over no job. And then I saw my tears come, and I was like, no. You can do it. This ain't worth it. And then I went, and I went and grabbed the, the, the young lady who said she was a server, what, manager when no manager was there? And I said, I'm having anxiety right now. And it really bothers me when somebody's standing over my shoulder like that. I can't finish this shift. It's making me shaky. And I've been here all week. Every single day since last Friday. It's Friday again. I've been working every day. And I'm tired. And she said, oh, well, 
let me just have a conversation with our manager and we'll talk about your future and we'll give you a call about any future schedule you'll have. And I said, that's fine. And I left and felt relief again. I didn't even call a lift ride home. I walked home. I walked like three and a half miles home. And it was hot. I was wearing um, jeans and the long sleeve shirt and all of that. But I didn't care. I just needed to walk it out. Like, I I love to work. It's joyful to me to serve. But I don't like all of that pressure. Especially when I'm not seeing a reward. And I'm broke. I don't have money in my, in my bank account. So, of course, um, I didn't hear back from them until I reached back out to them and they called me back and left a message saying well you didn't really pass the written test so we're not going to have you back because we said that if you don't pass the written test then you can't serve so we're just going to wish you good luck on your future endeavors and thank you for your time and I was like okay I respect it I respect it and now it's time for me to move on. So, yep, I got fired on my day off. And technically, I'm a loser. But at the same time, I still don't feel like my losses are permanent. So I keep it moving. Anxiety at work. Overanalyzing things. I don't know. What's holding me back from living a normal and straight life? Like most people do. I don't have the skills that they have, the social skills. To play the games at work, I don't know. So that's why I'm trying to do something different with my life. Am I mentally ill? Or am I mentally brilliant? I'm not crazy. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.